Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you lost a survivor and you're feeling down, David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how. You played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Welcome to this week's edition of Why Blank Lost. I'm David Bloomberg, and in a way, I'm like Jessica Lewis, but I'm actually enjoyable to be around. <gasps> oh my goodness. Are you just going to talk now for like hours and hours and hours while I sit in well, front of you listening and insulting me at the same time? Well, I, I mean, I'm at least going to talk. But hold on. Let me check my notes. Riffle, riffle, riffle. Uh, I, I'm guessing about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, but I'll, I'll yeah, you know, you could talk too. Okay. Every once in a while, I can, I can interject. That'll yeah. be okay. All right. Yeah, I think so. Okay. As long as I'm, you know, I guess somewhat comparable to you, I'll, I'll be okay. Then I'll, I'll yeah. handle it. I'll be able to take it. <laughs> I'll sit here quietly and let you talk and say mean things about me, but that's okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Let's yeah. do this. All right. Obviously I'm kidding because anyone who has ever met Jessica knows she's a lot of fun to be around. I mean, just yesterday, uh, she sent me a photo of herself as an elf, an elfie, <laughs> if you did. will. An elfie, that's true. Yes, yesterday yes. was my opportunity to, again, be an elf and uh, share with a wonderful Cookies with Santa opportunity with the Knights of Columbus and Amsterdam, New York, and it was quite, quite nice. We got to take pictures with children who were on Santa's lap. Families were there. We passed out presents. It's really a great time. So, but I did think it was funny that I got to send you an Elfie because you do talk a lot about my selfies. So it seemed appropriate. Yeah. I expected it to be all over Twitter too and uh, didn't see it. So I was surprised. You know, honored and honored. You should be honored. And here's the problem. I wanted to post an Elfie selfie, but my daughter didn't join me this year. And so it made it a little more sad it was still really fun but usually she and i do the healthy selfies together Mm -hmm. and she was doing other things she was actually working and she was being an elf at her job so she was otherwise being employed so that was good for her but sad for me because she didn't join me in my being an elf yes yes however uh there will be no more elves discussion uh on the rest of the show there were no uh, elves running around in the woods on survivor no that's Uh, true so, uh, so I guess we should get back to the show. And, and uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we were very happy to have gotten a prediction wrong. This week, I'm unhappy 
to have gotten one right, even though it was our second correct prediction in a row. Mm-hmm. Yes, we were actually correct, but this is all very strange to me how this season is developing. Well, well, yeah. Did you notice that when Missy and Aaron were in the game, we couldn't get a prediction right for anything? I know. But since they've been out, it's been a lot more straightforward and predictable. Mm-hmm, very much so. It's almost like they were making huge, unpredictable moves that weren't good for their games. Can you imagine? We might have even said that. You think? <laughs> I, I do, I think. Yeah. Now, even though we predicted this outcome, it didn't exactly come about by the means we expected. And there are some, like Kelly sitting in the jury, who thought it wasn't a good move at all. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll take a look at all that in the way we always do by comparing Karishma's gameplay to my rules. So we can evaluate how she did using all the information available from what we saw on TV, plus clips from CBS All Access and, yes, interviews. Uh, as a reminder, you can find the latest version of my rules at robhasawebsite.com slash blog slash survivor rules. Or you can get the shorter and much more colorful version of the rules in poster form at tinyurl.com slash David Rules Poster. Yes, and if you want one, order it now because we seriously only have 10 posters left. But we are working on ordering more, getting more out there, and potentially offering some additional um, items, if you will, that contain those rules in the not poster form, maybe in a different form, right, David? We might be a little bit creative if we can be. That's but right. We're they- going to do tattoos. We're going to set up with a tattoo parlor and anyone who wants them tattooed on their backs. Wow. uh, We can do that. Oh, that's wait. That's not what we were doing. No, that's a little insane. And wow. I think that would be a really significant tattoo. It would be awesome looking, but very significant. Uh, No, something different. (laughs) tattoo. But yes, they are only $20 right now for the poster. And obviously when we get more posters, it would still be $20, but they are, uh, Great to have the colorful, just very colorful, wonderful representation of the rules with various people from the show that represent the rules so well. And you should definitely order it for the holidays and before we are out and then have to get more. So get on it. That's right. Uh, So, yeah, you know, this is the first printing. We're, We're working on a second printing, but we don't know, you know, exactly when that will be. So if you've been thinking about it, get one now. If you've been thinking about getting one for someone else. Get one now. Uh, so, and then again, uh, I've mentioned before, if you're looking for a frame, I can recommend one. Just hit me up on Twitter. Um, now, getting back to today's episode, which will refer, of course, to these rules. Uh, I, I mentioned a moment ago how the outcome didn't exactly come about by predictable means. And we often talk about how so many tribal councils that are supposedly live really aren't. Well, this is the exception because it was definitely live. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Dean dropping his little bomb on Tommy and then Nora being Nora. Oh, the whole thing was just mind blowing. Really didn't make any sense. Yeah. Karishma told Mike Bloom that going into tribal council, she expected the four to stick together, but figured it was her by the end of the nuttiness. And well, she was right. Last week, Karishma saved herself with an idol. And this week she tried to pull together allies who could keep her off the hot seat Mm -hmm. well why didn't it work and why was she a target to begin with it's time to figure out why karishma lost and we're going to uh, take a wrecking ball to the usual order of the rules and start with the fifth because it covers the social game which for karishma was a major impactor on the other rules 
because she said as soon as she got to Ponderosa and again in interviews that she wasn't herself in the game. Mm-hmm. She's she said she basically became another person and she was triggered around day two because she felt ostracized and she put on her quote unquote security blanket or basically she put a wall around herself and didn't let anybody in. She told Rob that she had a hard time forming bonds and relationships and explained that the triggering stemmed from being bullied as a child and the way she felt on the outs right off the bat here. Yeah. And there's a lot there to really unpack because I think part of Karishma's issues, if you will, on the island, it comes from obviously what she's now acknowledged, a, a personal place within herself that then kind of exacerbated itself on the island. And I certainly don't want to sound as if I'm blaming Karishma for what occurred to her on the island, but everybody walks into this game with baggage. You come in with who you are, where you come from. And it was something she was very aware of, I think, when she was coming into the game regarding her culture and how her culture was going to potentially affect her ability to play this game. And she was kind of questioning what if anything would occur to her because of how she was going to have to play the game and represent herself and her culture well at the same time. But I don't think she prepared herself for that extra component. And that was the bullying aspect that became very significant to her ability to play the game. And you really did see a much different charisma once she hit Ponderosa versus the charisma that you saw on the island. It really was incredible to see the change that she went through. And I think that as someone who's played the game, that can definitely have an effect on how you play the game, all of the stuff you come into the game with. You bring in who you are, your job, your family, just your personal beliefs and experiences. And a lot of people who do play the game go in with the mindset that I can take this part of me and I can tuck it to the side and I can put that away and it won't become an issue in my game. But then when you get out there, you realize, oh, I really can't do that. (laughs) I can't change who I am, even though I wanted to, because you still are who you are when you're on that island. And so I think we saw that really affect Karishma greatly because you really can't, you just can't change who you are once you get out there. Yeah. And then, you know, from her perspective, she she got there and she felt like she was a little different from most of her tribe mates. As she said early on, like when she noted she was older than Chelsea, Missy and Elizabeth and felt like she was sitting as an audience member to their sorority times. Mm-hmm. And you also you already mentioned how other times she said she felt bullied while, you know, others in her tribe have said that that wasn't the case. But right off the bat, Vince told Rob that he was trying to make Karishma feel like part of the tribe because she wasn't meshing well with the women. And I agreed with something Rob said on the know-it-alls after the third episode, which was that Karishma's situation might have been somewhat self-fulfilling. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She didn't feel like she fit in. So therefore, she didn't fit in. And, you know, it's. It's basically related to what she said about the security blanket, which I think led to situations like Chelsea saying in episode four, uh, Karishma is making herself an outsider. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chelsea further saying in interviews that Karishma was very dramatic. And Tom saying in interviews that Karishma was alienating herself and would sit at camp and not participate in anything they were doing and then complain that she wasn't part of the group. Mm-hmm. I, I think Elaine may have summarized it best in her Entertainment Weekly midseason interview. When she said, I think what happened was Karishma wasn't fitting in for whatever reason, and she couldn't figure out how to change it. So she isolated herself even more. 
Yes. And I, I think that was so true. And Elaine really did nail it on the head because if you, if you feel like you're being ostracized and you don't do anything in an attempt to change the dynamic, it, it really does just kind of continue itself. And, and Krishma talked a lot about this mob mentality and group think. And I don't know if she's wrong about that because I do think that there was a lot of things being said about Karishma in front of Karishma that people should probably not be saying in front of the person they're saying it about. Like the example you used at the beginning with Nora talking about how I'm just like Karishma, except I'm more enjoyable to be around, you know, and that was said in front of Karishma. So I do think that it, there was this, I don't know, this like, perception that it was okay to almost be a little more honest to Karishma about Karishma, but Karishma never responded to it in a way that made people feel they needed to stop saying those things. And and again, I'm not saying that Karishma needed to, to do that and that it was Karishma's fault, but I, I do feel like it kind of became an accepted practice by the people who were on the tribe because that was what they were all kind of experiencing and that's what they were, were saying. And that just kind of became part of the narrative and that's what people did. And it also was part of the gameplay of people like Missy and Aaron and Elizabeth. And they told Karishma point blank, we are going to be mean to you. We are going to say things about you that are not nice. We're going to do this in tribal council in front of people. So they don't know that we're working together. And that came kind of, I think made it even more accepted because it, was presented as if it was part of strategy. Yeah, Karishma said in interviews that over the course of time, the situation morphed into, quote, we hate Karishma, this is how we feel, and no matter what, this is how we're going to feel. And, you know, it looked that way on TV as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Lauren was at the reward and listing off the people who weren't, she said everyone was mad at Karishma. Meanwhile, Nora was ranting about being left out of the reward, and like you said, insulting Karishma to her face, and I think part of it did stem from from what you mentioned, the Missy situation, because, well, other people didn't know that what Missy was doing was a ploy. Right. And that kind of behavior is contagious. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and, and so plus, you know, not all of it was acting. Um, mm. I mean, Missy said as far back as episode four that Karishma was annoying as hell right now. So, mm-hmm. yes, she was acting, but she wasn't acting, which I think came through. Now, there was a brief time at the, right at the swap when Karishma was able to be okay. You know, she met some new people. She was able to come out of her shell a little bit. She started having meaningful conversations with original Vokai members, Jack and Janet. And she did play the social game to try to save herself by sharing some very personal information. But even that didn't last too long because it it all came back again, like you were talking about. You know, we saw even before we saw Nora ranting in this most recent episode, she was ranting about Karishma not doing anything around camp and being entitled and wanting to be taken care of. Right. Now, mind you, we have to take this with something of a grain of salt because Nora had been ranting about people not doing things pretty much from the start of the game. Uh, but it does seem like Nora wasn't the only one, as Karishma talked in interviews about how everything she did was criticized to the point that she decided there was no reason to keep working and using her own energy to help the others 
when they already had decided they didn't want her around. Yeah. And I do think that that's a really difficult position to be in when you're out there, because you have to remember that everything you do, people are paying attention to Mm -hmm. because and we've talked about this a lot that you're always looking for an excuse to vote somebody out. You're always looking for an excuse to have the heat on somebody else. So if you see that someone is not helping around camp, if someone is not adding to uh, the necessities of camp, you know, they're not getting wood, they're not boiling water for rice or what, you know, not collecting coconuts, whatever the case may be. There's so few things that you can do when you're on the island besides talk about everybody else and sit around and talk about the game that you end up focusing on every little thing that people do. And if the things that people are seeing you do and not do are she's not helping her own camp. She's just laying in the hammock. She's just she's not participating. She's not adding to camp life. That really can start to wear on people a lot. Because it's so significant and it's such a huge part of your existence out there. I mean, if you just think about life here, living in your house, if you live with other people, and if one person never does the dishes, well, that just becomes a thing people talk about in the house, that somebody never does the dishes or somebody never takes the garbage out. And it's something that you start to notice more and more if that person continues to not do it. And so the fact that Karishma then said, you know what, fine, I'm just not going to do it then, certainly didn't help her game at all. because. I don't know if people are necessarily going to be mad at you if you're not doing it correctly. You're still helping. You're bringing wood. You're trying to add to it. And then to just stop helping because you're not going to waste your energy, that's that's certainly not going to win you any points at all. No, but I can understand it, too, because she, I mean, oh, sure. from, from her perspective, they were criticizing everything. Go get wood. You come back with wood. Oh, we told we meant thin pieces of wood. You know, we meant a thousand and one pieces of wood. Uh, You know, don't boil the water that way. Right. And, you know, we've all known people in our lives who are like that. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that that she should have, you know, kept doing it anyway. But I just wonder how much of it was actually occurring. For example, one scene that we did see uh, was when they needed coconuts and she and Nora asked Krishna to go and look for coconuts. So Krishna well, went ask, and looked. Ask, ask may be the wrong word. Directed, and okay, uh, yeah. directed. All right, I will say, so she directed her to go yeah. and look for coconuts. So she did go and look for coconuts, and she came back with two coconuts. Now, what they don't know is that she also found an idol and was probably pulled aside and talked to by, you know, production, and so that took some time. But she comes back with two coconuts. And so when she comes back, immediately they're looking at her and saying, you've been gone for hours, and you came back with two coconuts. So. It's one of those situations, again, where you you always have to be prepared for a response. If you are gone for a significant amount of time, when you come back, you better make it look like you had a good reason for being gone for so long. So I do think that some of it is the way in which you respond to those things that are happening. You know, if they're if people are angry about how you're bringing back wood, you need to maybe respond differently or say something or I don't know. I just feel like I, I think the self-fulfilling prophecy is kind of a a good explanation for a lot of what we saw is that if you're if you continue with the same type of behaviors, then 
the group is going to see the same type of behaviors. And I'm not saying that the group is is being fair to Karishma and how they treated her. It just kind of spiraled and it just became this thing that they all found themselves a cycle, if you will. And nobody was willing to step outside of it and go, you know what, let's let's just look at this and treat it a little bit differently. There was there was definitely something very strange happening, but I feel like everybody was feeding into it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same thing you see in everyday life in various things. Uh, so to give an example, when um, one of my sons was on a baseball team and I was just kind of helping, I wasn't the actual coach that particular year. And it was a team where the coach and his son had several friends on the team and then there were the other people. Mm-hmm. And so what I saw happening was if one of the son's friends made a mistake in the field, they'd come in and the coach would be like, that's okay, you'll get him next time. If one of the other guys who maybe didn't have a reputation for being the best ball player would make a mistake, he'd be benched the next inning. Yes, and I, it's that, like, I think that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's the same thing. If someone makes a mistake who has a rep for making a mistake, you treat them more harshly than someone who normally doesn't make, even if it's the same exact mistake. Yes. And I think that just kept piling on here. And so, you know, what what would happen in the case of Little League Baseball? Well, probably that kid's, if that keeps happening, that kid's going to quit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but in this game, well, she basically did the same thing. She said, well, screw you. I only have limited energy. So hmm, go get them yourself. Yeah. And I do think that that is a great analogy. And again, I'm not trying to blame any of this on Karishma. I'm just this was the environment that she found herself in. And unfortunately, there are so many components of Survivor that you cannot control. And so the things that you can control, you have to try to control. And you also have to realize these are the people I'm stuck living with. And she had an opportunity at the swap to do that. She tried to do it. She tried to ingratiate herself with these people and connect with these people. But again, it only lasted so long. So I, I do wonder how much of it was this this world that they had created for themselves. And that was the world that Krishma found herself in. And unfortunately, because of how she responded, as she described in her interviews, that she put on the security blanket and put this wall up that she was really it was damned if you do, damned if you don't at that point, because she wasn't responding in a way that anyone expected her to, you know, they would say things about her to her face that were really insulting and terrible. And Krishna would just kind of accept it or take it. And so then that became the acceptable behavior for these people to use in front of Krishna because, well, Krishna's not going to say anything anyway, but it really did just become this really crazy cycle. I, I don't think we've ever really seen something like this manifest before. Well- yeah, in part because usually someone who is that disliked doesn't make it this long. And that's really, I think, a big part of it, too. That's true. That's very true. Because I think and, at yeah, the beginning, but when all of this started happening, I think that's what we were expecting, that Krishna wasn't going to last this long. Yeah, right. Right. So, you know, we've covered a lot in terms of the social game. But as I said at the beginning of the fifth rule, uh, you know, that played a big role elsewhere. Because if there is someone in the game who is essentially being shunned, then it's less likely that another player will want to work with them, making rule one more difficult or maybe even impossible since it deals with the need to scheme and plot. 
Now, coming into the game, I said I thought Karishma would do well in this role, and I think she had the right head for it, mm-hmm. but it's almost unheard of to be able to strategize with people who just can't stand you. And that's the situation she was in. It's also the reason she immediately flipped at the swap. You know, when it happened, Janet said Karishma would be a loyal vote because she was ostracized by her original tribe. And Jack told Mike Bloom that Karishma immediately dropped all of the lay row. She came over to us saying, I'm all in with you guys. But that didn't last terribly long in game terms because she was on the outs with pretty much everyone. Yeah. And that was one of the things we talked about before the swap where we thought that Karishma would be the one that they would vote out knowing a swap Mm -hmm. was potentially coming because she would be the one that would flip. And that was exactly what we saw happen. So it was a head scratcher then that they kept her around knowing that we've really not created a good bond or relationship with her. If anybody is going to flip, it's going to be Karishma. But there was still this idea that we'll keep her around and she'll still vote with us. I mean, it was really baffling to see. And then that's what she did. She immediately jumped ship and threw everybody else under the bus from her old tribe. Yeah. And I think it comes down to, and we'll talk about this later, but I think it comes down to people using the strategy of picking someone to be their final three goat that early in the game. And it's gotten earlier and earlier. And I I think it's just crazy to pick someone that early Mm -hmm. for that. And, you know, then things like this happen. But again, we'll talk about that. As we go on, I think. So I don't get to talk about goat strategy yet? No, not yet. Ah, damn it. So Okay, I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> now, there are some strategies we can talk about, um, which actually, uh, now that I look at my notes, are going to lead to goat strategy. So I lied. You can talk about it. Yay! Uh, because she worked on a couple strategies that she could do without needing close allies. And after realizing how much everybody thought she did everything wrong, she told Mike Bloom, That's when I started to change my strategy and say, let me be the person you want to sit next to you at the end. But I'm making sure I tell every person on the jury that I had agency of my game. And this was a conscious strategic decision I made. So, you know, even even Missy said at one point, no one's going to award Karishma a million dollars. So that part was clearly working. And this type of strategy is not one we would normally advise because it's so difficult to convince the final jury that you are a mastermind the whole time. I mean, mm. she said she was going to make that point, but it, uh, it's, it's a tough one. And, you know, but, but Karishma didn't have a lot of other options. And no. y- you can't win unless you get to the final three. So her strategy had that going for it. You know, hey, here I am. Take me to the final three. I'll be your goat. And at least she gets to the final three that way. But, you know, in in the meantime, she said in interviews that she was playing by herself. And when you're doing that, you dodge bullets and have a Sandra anyone but me mentality. Yeah. And I I kind of struggle with this just a little bit because she did say in her interview uh, also that after the merge, it had become a strategy to be perceived as a goat because I had no choice. And she specifically said after the merge. But I feel like what we saw on television was this idea that she was a goat very early on. And the fact that in her mind, she made the switch after the merge. I actually feel like that is, and I'm going to use the term again, because I think it's such a good term is it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy again. Like that's kind of what she was. Um, So she decided to own it 
which is interesting because most people don't want to own the fact that they're being perceived as a goat and that's how people are treating them in the game because we've that term people don't really like to be called a goat obviously when you play mm-hmm. survivor but the fact that she was like okay people see me as a goat i'm gonna own it is a incredibly difficult strategy to try to pull off because you do have to prove yourself when you're sitting in the final three. And this is something that we've talked about since the beginning of this season is that there are those people that very early on others on the tribe say, I want to sit next to them in the final three and they do it so early in the game Mm -hmm. and there's so much game that's left to play. And I think what we saw with Karishma that was interesting is that it was after the merge that she really started to play the game much more strategically and much more involved than she had pre-merge when she decided this, she was going to be perceived as a goat. And that was, that was her strategy moving forward. That's when she flipped the vote on Missy. She found an idol. She played it correctly. So she was doing a lot of things that would have given her agency in the game but was still adopting this perception that she was a goat. So it's a very convoluted way to go about trying to win Survivor. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you got to in some ways play the hand you're dealt. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You know, I I think um, if she was saying that she adopted it after the merge, it's probably because she was hoping for like the swap to be a savior to her. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't. Uh, so then once you get to the merge, well, okay, now here's my only opportunity because at the merge, usually they vote out the threats. Right. And, you know, for the most part they did. And again, that's something else we'll talk about as we go along here. But, um, I, I do think that she, she, you know, took a look at the hand she was dealt and said, well, this is the path that I have and I'm just going to try it. And in, in many seasons, she would have gotten to the final three. Right. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about why she didn't, uh, you know, as we go on here. But but first, I, I think we need to address this week's tribal council. Because heading into it, it seemed like Karishma, well, she would finally be part of the controlling alliance if the four had stuck together. But, well, we saw what happened. Leading up to it, she told Mike Bloom that she had conversations with the others as they broke up for their idol hunt, which went on for hours. All her discussions with Dean came down to the same thing. Could they trust Nora? She knew that if they could, it would be a great move. But, of course, Dean eventually came to believe otherwise, which we'll discuss more in Appendix A. I want to talk about how Karishma sat through the whole thing and just kind of chimed in on a few important points. Yeah. At the moment it happened, during that tribal council, I thought it was a good move to avoid the spotlight, and she confirmed in interviews that, indeed, that was her plan. She said Nora was digging her own grave, so she decided to let that happen. If she had gotten in the middle of everything, it could have moved the spotlight to her, and everyone would have said, wait, everybody, we hate Karishma, remember? And I can see why Karishma would let Nora dig her own grave. And it is something, well, you know this, it's something a good lawyer would do. Mm -hmm. If your opposition is destroying themselves, don't interrupt it. Right. The, The problem was that in all that chaos, a couple people still remembered that they hated Karishma. Yeah, it's so weird how it all ended up circling back around again to Karishma because mm-hmm. even people like didn't Elaine vote for Karishma too? Yes, all I mean, like Dean, Elaine, and Nora all voted for Karishma. I Which I, I I understand the Nora vote for Karishma because obviously now all of a sudden all the heat's on her. 
But mm-hmm. Nora even threw out the fact that Elaine had an idol. So she's telling everybody, oh, yeah, and by the way, Elaine found an idol. So now Elaine has got a spotlight put on her that Nora put on her. So I don't understand why it then ended up coming back to Krishma unless they all thought, you know, Elaine and Dean, that everyone was voting for Karishma from the other side. And are we really going to be able to change anything if we don't vote for Karishma? Even if we end up voting for Nora, it might just be a wasted vote. So maybe that's what their thought was with that. Oh, well, they're all going to vote for Krishma anyway. So we might as well just jump on board with them because that's going to be the majority. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about some of that in appendix A, but I think in this case it was, Oh my God, the the ship is sinking. Uh, Every man for himself uh, abandoned ship, you know? Yeah. And so they were all like, Oh, you guys are talking about Krishma. Good. We'll do that. Yeah. And she really did sit by quietly. And I think I do understand that that approach and it was kind of funny to actually see her because she was like direct mm-hmm. center like in the middle of the chaos and not saying anything but at that point when things are really going so horribly wrong and she said in her exit press that she started to recognize that she was going to be the one voted out as things continued to spiral out of control i think at that point if if that's the mindset if it's everyone's being reminded that they hate Krishma and they want to vote out Krishma. Perhaps at that point, you do need to speak up and say, hey, wait a second. And she did try. I mean, she mentioned some things about Nora. She said, let's use logic here. But no one was being logical in that moment at all. I mean, I I don't understand what was happening. Dean lost his mind. So did Nora. And then everybody followed suit. So it's one of those situations where if if you can be the calm voice in all of that, which Karishma might have been able to do and just kind of remind people like what's happening and this is all happening because of why. Well. Dean and Nora and try to get people to see what's actually transpiring. I don't know if it would have had an effect. Clearly that was an insane tribal. Jeff didn't even know what to say when it was done. So, you know, it's one of those situations where I think everybody was like, what just happened? Like that was insanity. It was just, it was, it was too much. It was just too much. uh, A a brief preview here. I don't think Dean lost his mind, but we'll get to that. Oh Uh, no. Okay. Dean didn't lose his mind, but what is he doing? Well, I'll, I'll, we'll get to that. We've still uh, got a lot of rules to go I know. Through. We have a lot to talk about. And you keep saying yes. we'll get to stuff and people are we'll just anxiously it. waiting. Well, okay. They'll have to wait longer. Put it on 2X right. speed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, speaking of two, we're at the second rule, which uh, says not to scheme and plot too much or too obviously and not to backstab too soon. Now, we just got finished discussing how Karishma wasn't able to strategize much with everyone, but there was at least one instance of her going against this rule that drew everyone's attention. I'll summarize by quoting Stephen Fishback's tweet at the time. Dan said, Elizabeth is the target. Karishma, excuse me, I need to go talk to Elizabeth. Uh, What's the opposite of sneaky, sneaky? And, you know, yeah, that about sums it up. Yeah. You know, we we talked about it some last week regarding how she could be so physically close to the others and scheming against them. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we talked about whether sound would carry and how much and people getting bonked on the head with microphones. That's true. But, but, you know, last week there was some thought that maybe she did it purposely so she could get all the votes and play her idol correctly. But she confirmed in Rob's interview that wasn't the case. I know. And that means her chat session with Elizabeth and Camp really did help direct attention back to herself. Yeah. And I was really hoping 
I was really, really hoping that she was going to say, absolutely, that's what I was doing. I wanted them to vote for me because I wanted to play my idol correctly Mm -hmm. so the jury could see that. Because that's something that we've talked about a lot, too, is the jury doesn't see what happens at camp. They only see what happens at tribal. And so if you can sit there and play an idol correctly, it looks incredible. Like, wow, this person's really paying attention. They know what's happening. They've got their, you know, their their finger on the pulse and they know how people are voting. So it looks really great. So I was hoping that that's what she was going to come out with. And no, that wasn't it at all. (laughs) She just really ended up putting the target directly on herself without even fully understanding that here was a moment for you. Dan was coming to you kind of almost like an olive branch saying, this is what's happening. This is how we're voting. And instead of, instead of saying, okay, now I have this nugget of information and what can I do with it? It was like she couldn't contain herself. And she immediately, as you said, excuse me, and walked right over here and said, guess what? This is what's happening. It's something that I, it, it definitely was a bad, bad choice for her at that moment to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another issue we have to address is whether Krishma made the right move previously in voting out Missy, because up till that point, Missy had been protecting her. Though we discussed earlier that it, you know, certainly didn't feel that way to Karishma. And, you know, Aaron told Mike Bloom that as the game progressed, Karishma's name repeatedly came up and he and Missy worked to keep her from being voted out. It does seem like others were content to let Karishma be a goat until Missy and Aaron weren't there anymore to remind people about that. Mm-hmm. And then they remembered again how much they didn't like her and didn't want to work with her. Right. And I do wonder if it would have been a good idea for her to continue to play with Missy and Aaron, considering how they were treating her. Mm-hmm. But this is something that we talked about. I think when, when Missy and Aaron both were voted out is if Krishma would have found herself sitting next to either of them in a final three, forget about it. I mean, she's toast. She doesn't have right. a chance to even say much of anything because the narrative that has been created by Missy and compounded by Aaron and Elizabeth is that Krishma doesn't do anything. Krishma just, you know, is is unhelpful. And I mean, just some of the things that they said in tribal council, you know, what did they say? They're lapping Karishma at one point. Um, we're very it was a very strong opinion that was being provided of Karishma by that group of people. And if that group of people is sitting next to her in the final three, she wouldn't have had a chance to even try to sell any game she was playing. She wouldn't. No one would have cared that she and Missy sat on a log on the beach and had secret conversations because Missy probably would have said that didn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and, and, and then just kind of went with that narrative and that dialogue and, and who had been the most boisterous person out there. It was Missy. It wasn't Karishma. So it, it would have been a horrible final three for her to sit through. I, I don't think it would have been beneficial for her at all. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's one of the reasons, just one of the reasons to say, well, maybe she wasn't wrong to vote out Missy. Uh, another is she probably didn't realize just how much Missy was actually protecting her mm-hmm. uh, in, in part because, well, we already talked about how Missy wasn't exactly being nice to her in public. And beyond that, we talked a couple weeks ago how Missy made Karishma feel like a game piece that was just being moved. And, you know, Karishma added to this in her interviews by telling Rob, for example, that she just wanted to play with someone. And she thought she could with Tommy and Elaine, but she admitted that she got got. Well, and it's one of those things, too, that in this game, the longer you wait to try to find somebody to play the game with, the less likely that person is going to want to play the game with you. Because 
those first like couple of even like hours on the beach are so important Mm-hmm. to find that other part of the equation like this is the person i want to work with and we see it all the time where you have a duo or even a trio that ends up getting further along in the game and they were people that started out the game together at the beginning those relationships become so impactful because you really don't have anyone out there and so you're trying to find any reason to connect with someone right from the start And so you start to play the game together, you vote together, you realize you formed kind of a bond together, if you will. You have a history together. Krishma didn't have a history with anybody, really. And so it becomes very difficult 32 days in to be like, I'm going to now play the game with Elaine and Tommy because they told me that they'd have my back. Elaine and Tommy have had a longer relationship together than they've had with Krishma. And they've had a longer relationship with other people that they've been playing the game with. And so you still are an outsider trying to get in when there's only seven days left in a game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to what, you know, what rule one says, which is you need to start making alliances the moment you hit the beach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's exactly what you said is, is, you know, those are the things, even if you make five alliances and you only end up going forward with two of them or one of them at the end, at least it's there. It's better than not having any and trying to make make up for it later. Yeah, which is exactly what I think Karishma was struggling with. But also she was in such a tough spot that she didn't have much of a choice but to try that. Because like we talked about, I don't think that the Missy Avenue was a good one for her. Right, right. All right. Well, before we go on for the rest of the rules, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors, if there are any for your area. If not, we'll be back even quicker. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We're back. So let's go on to the third rule, which talks about being flexible. Now, how do you think Karishma did here? Mm, boy, I struggled with this one <laughs> because I feel like she was in such, I'm just going to say it, just such a shitty spot, <laughs> you know, where like people didn't really jive with her. She wasn't making a lot of connections. And it's, it's almost such an impossible position to be in that you have to be willing to change your game up because what else are you going to do? I mean, so I don't really know how flexible she truly was because it was almost like she didn't have a choice in the matter. She was locked into this weird alliance thing with Missy and Aaron and ended up flipping on them. So clearly she was being flexible in that regard because she realized that wasn't helpful for her game. So I got to give her kudos for that. And then also she decided come merge 
everyone was kind of treating her like a goat. So you know what? This is now going to be my strategy moving forward. And I will follow this goat strategy that I have in order to get to the final three. So she was being somewhat flexible in that as well. But at the same time, that was what was being presented to her. So she was using it in her game to try to further herself. So it's kind of a weird mix that she was being flexible when being presented with particular components. But it was also things that she was really unable to control. So the only way that she could control it was to try to morph it into her game, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't have much to add there because she didn't have a ton of opportunities. The The only thing that I can say, can point to and give her credit for here is being willing to work with the four this episode, even mm-hmm. as Nora was literally sitting there insulting her. Yes, that's true. That's very true. So, you know, uh, props for that. But she other than that, she didn't have much to work. with. Mm hmm. So we can go on to the fourth rule, which tells players not to let their emotions control them. And I think it's safe to say that Kirishma's emotions did play a big role for oh, her. Oh, yes. yes. Since we discussed the whole security blanket issue. Uh, you know, although I praised her just a moment ago for working with Nora here, she had made prior decisions in part based on her feelings, such as turning against Missy, as we've already covered. Mm-hmm. As Aaron told Mike Bloom, At times, we would tell her that we are going to attack her at Tribal so we could make the people we are really voting for feel safe. Unfortunately, there came a point where Karishma couldn't tell if those attacks were personal or game-related. Understandably so. Right. Even Aaron recognized, ah, hell, we went too far. Yeah, and that's the thing that I really find so incredibly disturbing about the approach that that Missy and I really think that she was the one leading the charge with this because mm-hmm. it wasn't like Missy was just saying these things to other people about Krishma and in front of Krishma. We saw that one conversation where Missy and Elizabeth and Krishma were talking about what was going to happen at tribal. And Missy was explaining to her that we're going to sit at tribal and we're going to be mean to you and we're going to say things about you. And it would have been enough for her to kind of leave it like that, but Missy didn't. She like kept piling on, like just, and I can't remember exactly what she said, but I just remember watching the scene going, why is she continuing to say horrible things about Karishma? And then Karishma finally says, okay, who is the audience for this? Like, why are we doing this? Who's, and it's supposed to be the audience of people at tribal. Mm-hmm. But I do think that there was some truth in what Missy, in Missy's mind, of what she was saying about Karishma. And so you continue to treat somebody in that fashion. And it's just really like, I just, it, it's a bad move. It was just a bad move. And I do think that unfortunately for Krishma, the ability to realize that, oh, this is just part of a strategy becomes lost when it's overstepping, when it's not just Missy going, okay, listen, Krishma, we're going to continue with the, I don't like you story, right? You got it. Okay. And then that's what we're doing at tribal. Instead of leaving it like that, she then throws insults on top of it. And when she doesn't need to, because the only people listening are Elizabeth and Karishma. Yeah. And it gets back to what we said about Missy, you know, at at the time when we when we did our podcast about her, which was that she treated other players like game pieces. Mm -hmm. And that's fine in theory, because people shouldn't let their emotions control their actions. But you have to remember they are still people. Yes. They're exactly. not little plastic game pieces. They're not yeah. literal pawns. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, and so at some point, yeah, people are going to break. Yeah. 
And I think that we saw that with Karishma. It was just one of those, how am I supposed to continue to listen to all of this coming at me and not have some type of visceral reaction to it eventually and snap. And so I, I think that Karishma, unfortunately, was put in a very difficult spot right from the onset with this game strategy that Missy had. Yeah. All right. Well, we've uh, we've already covered the fifth rule, so we'll move on to the sixth, which warns against being too much of a threat. For much of the game, uh, Karishma was anything but a threat, and we talked about how that was her plan. Uh, Missy said she was keeping Karishma to the end, and Boston Rob noted everybody's keeping Karishma for the end. Uh, mm-hmm. But clearly, that wasn't the case. Uh, Rob said on know-it-alls that Karishma came out of her cocoon too early by turning on Missy and changing from a goat to someone the others had to pay attention to. I agree that this was part of the problem. But another part was that while Karishma said in interviews that her plan was to create a perception of a goat, because a goat is typically someone you don't vote out, it didn't quite work that way for her. And I I think that was because there are other final three goats around named Nora and Dean. Mm -hmm. And other players could potentially work them while no one wanted to work with Karishma. Yes. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because Karishma said in her exit interview that um, it was something. Oh, I wish I could. I wish I could find it. But it was reliability that one of the things that you want in a person that you're working with is someone who is like, oh, predictable and reliable, Mm -hmm. which are not two things that Karishma was really presenting to the other people that are around her. Because she was doing the things like flipping on Missy and she was doing the things like I'm going to go talk to Elizabeth immediately after talking to Dan. And so there were other components to her that were causing people concern that she wasn't predictable and she wasn't reliable. And then on top of it, you had her doing things that people like like Dean, we could use him as an example, haven't been doing. And that's found an idol, played it correctly, flipped the vote and got out Missy. You know, those are some pretty big moves to point to when you're talking about this resume when you're in the final three and so yeah if there's other options to sit in that third seat other than karishma people are going to start looking elsewhere because of those reliability predictability even though nora is neither of those Uh, (laughs) but there's still reasons to keep her around and 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 i so i do think that it changed the dynamic and how people were looking at her Because all of a sudden, even though she wanted to be perceived as a goat because she was accepting that's the way people were perceiving her, when she changed the way she was approaching the game, she actually made herself a better player and really ended up becoming less of a reason to want to keep around because she was improving her game. Yeah, I mean, she actually did make herself into somewhat of a threat or at least more of a threat than the other two goats. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I will say this, too, that something about Karishma that would probably have come out very well in her final three is her ability to speak clearly and Mm -hmm. uh, logically. Obviously, she's an attorney, so she does summations and opening arguments and all of these things. I mean, she speaks to people for a living. And that was something she talked about early on in her pregame was how she was going to utilize that in her ability to play the game was her ability to make opening statements. And, and she really wanted to have an opportunity to do that. So I think that that going into a final three is also something to be mindful of, is that one of those people sitting there, if they're really good at, at selling themselves or, or, or just forming an argument, that could be problematic for the people sitting next to them. And I think, you know, comparing 
her to someone like Dean, maybe she would have been better at doing that than someone like Dean. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on. The seventh rule covers idols and advantages. And we talked about how Karishma didn't intentionally put the target on herself to use the idol, but she did use it properly, which has been a rare occurrence this season. Mm-hmm. What else? What else did you think of her in terms of this rule? Well, I thought it was really funny that the whole reason she found the idol was because Nora directed her to pull up the coconuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that still cracks me up because it's not like she was out there hunting. I need to find an idol. I need to save myself. No, she was laying on a hammock napping, basically, when Nora was like, hey, go look for coconuts. And so she did and then finds an idol. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's I, don't, just, I don't know if you. I don't know if you saw Aurora from last season. She tweeted about it saying, quote, you're lazy and we don't like you. Go alone in the jungle knowing that. Yes. She's like, wait, what? I wish people left me alone like that. I know. I mean, just think about all of the other seasons where the one person that everyone was worried about or didn't want them to find an idol. They were following them and and watching their every move. And this time they're like, no, Chris, we just go. Just go. And then she's yeah, gone for something. like hours and comes back with yeah. two coconuts. And I'm like, what have you been doing? You know, I mean, I, I mean really I, quite to her, credit, to her credit, I think that is where the goat strategy worked. They thought so little of her yeah. that it never occurred to them that she might have an idol. That's you know, true. That's why they put all her votes, all their votes on her that night. Right. And because, also, oh, go ahead. No, because because it just didn't occur to them. And when she was out, they were like, oh, my God, look at her. She's so lazy. Anybody else who was gone for that long and came back with two coconuts would be instantly targeted for idol hunting. Yes, exactly. And the fact that she didn't leave it in her bag is good. We've already right. we talked about this a couple of episodes ago as well um, that they I mean, Nora went through her bag. So Nora said, OK, well, yes. let's just make sure we're going to look through her bag. So she was she was mindful enough to not put it in her bag. And Nora thought okay it's on her bag she doesn't have an idol but yeah so i think we got to give her credit for that too because she thought enough to keep it with her and hidden so no one would know she had it right right now by the way i do think uh not that i'm an expert in this area but some people have been confused including some on podcasts it's like wait she said she had it in her bra wait she said she had it in her armpit you know what is it and how do you hold it in your armpit my guess is she slid around to the side of her bra under her armpit (laughs) I mean, people are really confused about that. I've heard some people being confused. Yes. How do you hide it in your armpit? Well, (laughs) you know, I mean, that's just really funny. Um, Yeah, that's kind of where the bra strap goes. It's a little bit under your armpit. It's not directly on your armpit, but it's there. Yeah, like I said, I'm no expert, you know, but (laughs) seems to me that that's about where it would be. Listen, it's now that they've limited the the attire even more. Mm. I mean, you've got to be mindful of that when you're looking for an idol, where do you keep it? And you know, these are things you have to think about. And she clearly thought about it. So that was good. Mm -hmm. She decided that that was the best place and nobody saw it. Nobody knew. Right. All right. Now it is finally time to get to appendix a, we, you know, been talking about it. Uh, So, and this of course is about the rest of the tribe, keeping their end goals in mind when voting. Now, we mentioned earlier, Kelly said voting out Karishma was a stupid move. Well, was it? Mm -hmm. This rule tells players to vote out the weak, then the strong, then the weak, then the strong. Certainly, a lot of us were surprised that over the past couple weeks, uh, they they were targeting Karishma because, in theory, 
the main alliance should be targeting the strongest person uh, from those who aren't with them. That would probably be Elaine, since she's got the best chance of the three at the end and in challenges. Now, of course, that assumes the whole alliance wants to stay together, and really, they, they shouldn't. But nowhere in that list is Karishma, because she was not exactly the strongest competitor. And as we've talked about, could have been a good final three goat, which, of course, is what she wanted them to think. Mm-hmm. But by the end of that tribal council, I'm not sure they were thinking strategically as much as they just wanted to get on the same page. Yeah. So what it really came down to was, you know, the situation was caused by Dean and Nora. And then, like we talked about earlier, circled around. So they weren't thinking about why they were voting out Karishma necessarily. No, I think that's true, because I think the plan going into tribal council was the absolute best plan that could have been put in place for Dean, Elaine, Nora and Karishma. We're going to vote out mm-hmm. Tommy. I mean, how does how do you need to take shells and line them up and try to count and figure out who's doing what when that's what because the vote you've never is supposed seen to survivor be. before? <laughs> it's, that's why it's got. I mean, it's mind blowing to me that this was mm-hmm. that there was some confusion here where Nora had to keep revisiting this with Dean and trying to come up with a different scenario. And what if this happens? And what if that, you know who has the idol? And that's Elaine. Elaine is voting right. with the four of you, so you don't need to worry about anyone playing an idol from the other side, because you know who has the idol, and you, it, I, don't, I don't understand it. I really don't you're, understand. You're thinking, I mean, be, because you understand the game. Yeah, but, my goodness. But, you know, earlier, you, you mentioned Dean, and Dean has taken a lot of heat this week for giving away the plan after everyone was worried about Nora was doing it, mm-hmm. doing that. Uh, but, really, That's why he did it, because Nora was so unreliable. You know, as you just mentioned, she was going round and round. And Karishma told Rob that she spent a lot of time trying to make Nora feel solid. But if you have someone like that, how can you trust she's going to follow through on it? Mm -hmm. Predicting what Nora will do is like predicting the result of a butterfly flapping its wings across the ocean. We're talking pure chaos theory here. Mm. And and Karishma said to Rob that it was, well, you mentioned this already. It was very frustrating to play with Nora because you never knew what she'd do. And from a game perspective, you want people who are predictable. With that in mind, I can completely understand why Dean jumped ship. Yeah, but he jumped ship was, I mean, it was before Nora started to lose her mind to tribal, though. It caused Nora to lose. Yes. And so that's why I don't understand at that moment where he was like, all right, I got to just tell Tommy this is what's happening. Because if he hadn't said anything, Nora wouldn't have gone off on the tangent she went off on because none of that discussion would have happened. So they would have gone into tribal council with it being relatively straightforward, I guess, where everybody had their idea and everybody had their plan. And even if Nora had decided to, not vote for Tommy and do something else. So Tommy doesn't go home. The other people vote for Karishma, whoever it is. You tried a path and you didn't get there. But I just, I don't know what Dean's thought process was in trying to protect Tommy because moving forward, it's not like that's, I, mean, I don't know, maybe Dean thinks more about his game than is really being presented on television. Because well, yeah, I mean, you got to get Tommy I, I, out. 
I, I think he figured that if Nora didn't stick to the plan, everything that you said would happen, and then he'd be in he'd be in the minority anyway, and he would be seen as an enemy who tried to take out Tommy. But by flipping from his perspective, he might have a friend in Tommy, and at the very least, he might outlast Karishma, Elaine, and Nora. Mm. Also, it was pointed out by an audience member at Live Know-It-Alls that he probably still thinks he has immunity at Final Six. Oh, that's true, too. And if so, if he outlasts those three and if he really did have immunity, he could get the fire making. Yeah. Now, if if he had stayed with Nora, Karishma and Elaine, he could have done that, too. And he would have been up against people. He would actually have a much better chance of beating at the end. Mm-hmm. I, I think he just. He didn't feel like he could trust Nora, and that swung his decision. Uh, plus, PG said at Live Know-It-Alls that people just want to be with the cool kids, and there's a lot of truth to that as well. But I, I really do think it was Nora's massive indecision that he was just like, I can't trust her here. And that's true. I mean, that I mean, because Nora really was so all over the place that I guess if you're going into it and you're wanting to be in the med- in the majority so you can last that much longer in the game then it would make sense to stick with the majority and try to throw Nora under the bus like she's the one who did it it wasn't me I'm just letting you know this is what's happening she's part of it listen to her and then everything just went to shit real quick I'm gonna say it again I'm sorry I keep using that word but my gosh it was that was insanity that was insanity I just loved I just loved Nora's lies. Oh, I was about to tell you that, too. Just right now. I was I was going to really honest. I mean, clearly I was going to. Well, and how about her comments? Well, as the votes are being read and she's like, see, we have the majority again. See, like, like, what are you doing? Like, what is happening right now? It was crazy. And I I do love that Jeff was just basically like, I got nothing for you. You can go. Like, just leave. Like, I don't have any parting words for you other than that. Just leave because that was, that didn't make any sense. None of it. Right. Right. All right. Uh, Well, the last thing to discuss is Appendix B, which is about the jury phase and both bringing people along that you can beat while seating the jury with those who you think will vote for you. From Charisma's perspective, She was thinking about this as she said in interviews that she was looking at Dean for final three because she knew that some people felt he had no agency in the game. So he was one of the people she felt she had a chance against at the end. As for everyone else, well, they should have wanted to face Karishma in the final three for reasons we've already discussed at length. But Mm -hmm. like we talked about already, there are other goats who they probably thought would be easier to wrangle. Yeah. No, I think that's completely accurate. So, all right. So it's uh, about time to wrap things up. What are your final thoughts? One of the things that Jeff said preseason about Krishma was that Krishma was one of his favorite people this season. And the reason for that was her willingness to set aside her culture to do this. And that was the perception I think I had of her as well coming into it, that this was this is a pretty significant thing for her to be doing for a lot of personal reasons. In addition to wanting to play this game, she was a huge fan from when she was very young and one of the only people in her family that actually watches Survivor. But she found herself going into a game where I've said this at the beginning, you can't put aside who you are 
when you're playing this game. You come into this game with baggage. You come into this game with a story, with the history, with everything about yourself when you're playing this game. And she acknowledged that that really became a really big issue for her because she put, as she called it, a security blanket around herself and never really connected with anybody. And it certainly caused her problems moving forward because she never had that really tight, close bond that you need to create with people playing this game. She had people like Missy who wanted to use her in the game to further their own game, but Karishma didn't have anybody that she could rely upon and that she could play this game with and that she could truly strategize with. And unfortunately, she found herself almost on an island onto herself because she was all she really had. And it became a very, very difficult game for her to play because there was no one playing the game with her. She was being used by other people and she was being ostracized by many. And unfortunately, we saw the effect that that had on Krishma. I don't think this was the game that Krishma expected to play. She came into it having a strategy in place where she wanted to play the game in a step back kind of manner. She wanted to be perceived as non-threatening, but she was also, I think, really wanting to play the game because she's such a super fan. And unfortunately, Krishma just found herself in a situation that was unexpected to her. And a lot of things affected her ability to play this game in that fashion. And unfortunately, she decided to go with the GOAT strategy, which also didn't work out for her in the end either. So it was almost like whatever path she tried to go down, that path led to another hurdle and another problem. And in the end, no path got her to the final three. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's clear to me that the charisma we saw on TV was not the real life charisma. Like she said, she put on her security blanket and became someone else. It would have been interesting to see the real life charisma play alongside the real life Missy because they looked so happy together in Ponderosa. Mm-hmm. But we can, only really talk about the charisma who played and that charisma admittedly put up a wall between herself and others and didn't make good social bonds in the game of survivor. That's deadly. Charisma became the person nobody liked to camp, which causes all sorts of problems. Nobody really wanted to work with her. And even if they had, she would have had a tough mountain to climb if she had made it to the end. Under many circumstances, Karishma's situation would have practically guaranteed a final three position. But as we discussed, there were two other goats who could be brought along so the main alliance could do all the goat wrangling they wanted to get the best position. Karishma's problems in the social game resonated throughout everything else, and my notes for several of the rules ended with, and then the others remembered that they hated Karishma. It, it just kept coming back to that. This was especially true in this live tribal council caused by Dean and Nora. It felt like the others couldn't decide what to do at the spur of the moment so they united in the one thing they all agreed on, which was they didn't like Karishma. As I said earlier, I'm not sure they were thinking strategically as much as just wanting to get on the same page. Nora and Dean may pay the price later, especially since there was talk of voting out Nora next. But for now, it was Karishma who caught the crossfire. Karishma was in a bad spot since the beginning, with few friends or allies. She made a few temporary ones along the way, but she kept ending up back on the bottom of the social strata. In other seasons, she might have made it to the end by using her goat strategy. But there was a herd of goats this time, so the others could pick and choose someone who might be easier to control. And that is why Karishma lost. 
love that I got to talk about goat strategy again. Yes, yes. And it didn't and, come and from me. It came from the person right. we're talking about. Hopefully you won't get in trouble. So I know. I know that one time. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> so, but we'll look ahead, not backwards, uh, as true. we go to next week. Um, so here's, here's what I'm seeing. I think Nora goes back to Island of the Idols. I think she'll be the first one to return. And I base this on the scene we saw of her spinning before we saw the challenge, which also involves spinning around. So mm. I think she's told about what she's going to have to do with that challenge, and she's practicing. Then again, she's Nora. So it's possible she could just be spinning after the challenge because she was reliving it. Or, heck, she could be spinning for the fun of it, and it's just a coincidence. Uh, but the real question is whether Nora will be the next one voted out, as you know those tribal council discussions suggested. I think the answer is no. Because I don't think producers would have let us see that if it happens that way. They mm -hmm. want suspense. And if they show two people saying, okay, we'll do Nora next, you don't want to then have a whole hour of it being Nora next. True. I, so I, I think it may be that she wins immunity thanks to getting to practice. And if so, I think Elaine is in danger. Uh, her name came up this week already. So I'm preparing to say goodbye to her. Oh, it's so sad because that's the same thing I think. Oh, uh, again, I'm so sad. Again, I like I you. If you look at the dynamics and what's and who we've got, Lauren and Tommy are obviously together. Now mm -hmm. I know that we've we've seen some previews where Tommy's talking about how he's got to get rid of Lauren. Um, I don't know what happened to that, but I remember seeing that at one point. I don't think it's going to happen yet. Janet and Dan seem to be working together, and that four seems to be pretty solid. And then you've got the other people we've been talking about, Dean and Elaine and Nora. And I think out of that three, the only person who is truly a potential problem, if you will, in a final three against someone like a Lauren or a Tommy or a Janet is going to be Elaine. And I think that they know this. They've talked about Elaine since, you know, the beginning. Elaine has been so likable and she's someone that every time they talk about her getting to the end, well, she could win because of that likability factor. And I, so I and, and I know that she was even targeted potentially this time around and had an idol. And so she knows Elaine knows where where she's positioned and understands the the issues that are presenting themselves to her. And I just don't see Dean turning his back on Tommy or Lauren because of what happened at the last tribal council where he's trying right. to build some more trust with them. And I just don't see them voting out Nora before they would vote out Elaine. So I really feel sad because. I love Elaine. She's great. Well, at least we predicted slightly different paths, uh, but we end up with the same result of Nor uh, of Elaine. I know. It's crazy. So. I was looking at my list of, because I'm really bad at predictions, so I feel good about myself when I can look at my list and still have, I still have on the top of my list, Lauren, Tommy, Elaine, Janet are my two, three, four, and five. Like, so that's, so I'm like, oh, hey, good. look at that. Yeah. Like, yeah. But my winner pick was out. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well, mine too. Way early, way early. Yeah. But yeah, I hope Elaine doesn't go home because I really love Elaine. Right. But that's what I, I foresee happening. Yep, same here. All right, as we wrap up, I want to uh, once again encourage people to check out two things at Rob Has a website. First, we know that the holiday shopping season is upon us, and you can help support RHAP by going to com slash shopping. 
and clicking on the links for Amazon or Walmart or you know, whichever you're going to uh, if you're doing your online shopping at those sites. Uh, I've already, I, UPS and everybody else just delivered a mess of packages uh, to me here, all from Amazon, all through the RHAP link there. So uh, if you are doing your shopping, please go through there. Uh, the second uh, part we want you to check out is our weekly reminder about the patron program at robhasawebsite.com slash patron. Rob does a ton of special things for patrons, including special podcasts, first access to live shows, and much more. Of course, there's also the Facebook groups where you'll find a great community of people where you can talk about Survivor, Big Brother, and much more. So again, that's robhasawebsite.com slash shopping and robhasawebsite.com slash patron. And once you get to the Facebook groups, make sure to say hello. Yes, and I've mentioned this before. The patron group is full of individuals that love the show just as much as you do. And obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you clearly love the show. So you should become a patron because then you can join the community and have some really thorough discussions with people who love Survivor and then all of the other reality shows that Rob does podcasts on. You can talk about all of those incredible shows right there with people that are right there with you loving that program. And then you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Jessica Lewis 89 and David Bloomberg is at David Bloomberg. You should follow both of us to get both sides of the story. And you can see all of the wonderful selfies that I tend to post. And Bloomberg really needs to start posting more selfies because I think people would appreciate that too. But nah, so that's, needs that. nah, it's a, it's a good thing. It's fun. Okay. At Jessica Lewis 89 and at David Bloomberg. And we both live tweet during the show. So you can get involved in that discussion as the show is happening. That's right. Uh, so with that, we need a hashtag for Twitter. And I, I think we both know what it's going to be, don't we? Goat strategy? Yes. And that's, <laughs> you know, that's not all capital GOAT. No, uh, it's you know, not. not. Not the greatest of all time GOAT. It is just GOAT strategy. Uh, so put that together as one word. And of course, there's a hashtag for this podcast overall, YXLost. Uh, before we finish up, I want to remind everyone about the poster we discussed earlier, which covers all the rules. Only a few left, so go to tinyurl.com slash davidrulesposter. And uh, also make sure you're subscribed to all the RHAP Survivor podcasts at robhasapodcast.com slash survivor or on your favorite podcatcher. We are also on the Reality TV Rehap Ups feed. In both places, you can find great content like the Know-It-Alls, This Week in Survivor, the B&B, and much more. Yes, all good stuff. Poster, our haps, all those wonderful things. And at this point, we just want to say thank you to not only our listeners, but thanks to Scott St. Pierre, who does all of the editing on this Why Blank Lost podcast. And also thanks to Will from America for the incredible theme song that he did create. And thanks to you, David Bloomberg, for a wonderful episode. And again, I thanked you last week for being my mentor, but, you know, I have to do it again. So thank you for including me in this incredible process. I do enjoy it greatly. And thanks to everyone who is with us every week and listening to the podcast. And thank you, Jessica, for not getting up and leaving after I insulted you in the opening minute of the podcast. <laughs> but wasn't that what Karishma always sat there and did? She exactly. just accepted exactly. it. Yeah. So I right. had to accept it. I had to accept so it. So you're, you're using the goat strategy to get through the podcast. That's right. That's right. So I, that means I'll get voted out. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we will. Uh, we will. See everyone back in a week. There's only a couple more episodes left. One more episode and then the finale, which is absolutely crazy to me, by the way. I know. But, this is insane. Yeah. So we will see everyone back here in 
one week. Bye. Bye-bye. If you lost Survivor and you're feeling down, David and Jessica will turn it around. They'll break down the rules and they'll show you how. You played yourself and got voted out. This is why Blank lost. And this is why Blank lost. Oh, baby, this is why Blank lost. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.